0: welcome to the tom nelson podcast these are long-form interviews with independent thinkers okay we are live on the tom nelson podcast we have a uh, ben Pyle here from climate resistance cool. and uh, ben could you uh introduce yourself uh, tell us a little bit about yourself uh, thanks
1: tom uh great to meet at last and um, we've been talking for many years well we've been sharing tweets and so on yeah one interesting question i think is always when did you become a yeah. pan-sceptic? Yes, and because I was reading, I was listening um, to. I read you've written about it as well, mm-hmm. and I, I heard you discussing it with Chris Horner, that yours was this sort of um, entanglement with with an orthodoxy <laughs> that was birds. Is that right? Everybody uh, uh, woodpecker. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right, and and then and then so as a, as a layperson myself, although I think you had a Background in in that, but uh, uh, mm-hmm. uh you, you emphasize citizen science, and that's yes. mm-hmm. what 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 re- I, I sort of became vaguely climate skeptic um, after having been quite green and quite left, yeah. um in, in around about twenty years ago, and and the 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 the, the, the moment happened uh, to that point, I'd been really you know really quite committed to the green side, and then um uh. Mark Linus, who was a local mm. activist at the time, um, he's quite famous now. Um, chucked a pie, a custard pie, oh, into yeah. Bjorn Longborg's face mm. at a at a book reading uh, at a bookshop yeah. up in Oxford where I lived, and, um, and I just thought, well, that that's just weird, isn't it? Like that that's not that's not how how we do things. And the, and the, the local Greens had campaigned to get him um, banned from university property. So he wouldn't be able to give uh, an informal to talk to academics. And it's not like Oxford is some, you know, minor league university where, you know, where, where there's, there's no, I mean, any, any university, no university should ban people from its premises and ban debate, but you know, Oxford's supposed to be the home of. We, you know, we're the oldest universities in the world. One, the home of independent mm-hmm. thought. One, one would think, and I thought, well, this is really odd. Um, and and so I bought the book. You know, uh, more for more full, Mark Linus, um, and, and Co. Because I mean, they were very pleased with themselves. Um, uh, but but uh, it made it, it. You know, it, it cemented for me that that the, there was another argument to be had. So after a few years of that, sort of, um uh, brewing in my head. I thought that there was a a broader gap than the one Bjorn Longbrook had identified in the debate. Um, so I started this blog with a co-writer, Stuart, um, uh, and, uh, we thought that, you know, we, we, we were sort of more interrogating the political dimensions, the ideological dimensions of the climate debate. Like what, what, what kind of worlds do environmentalists either consciously or implicitly um, uh, want to create what, what will it look like when, when, when we have our green utopia and, and, and what would be, i have still got most of on, on my about page at climate resistance, uh, the, uh, the blog, which is, um, most of the blog has gone undergone several revisions, but actually the, the, the main points that we were starting at were, were were quite have, have remained quite solid. And that was, that, you know, we didn't, we didn't really think the foundation, um, of the green movement, the, 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 the uh, you know, the, the claim in science was all that strong, um, for alarm for alarmism, you know, it might be that there's climate change, it might be this global warming, causing climate change and CO2 causes all that, Yeah, but there's that's, that's a, 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 a long way away from what they want us to do, which is a radical transformation of society now at the time and since um it's quite it's quite remarkable to me that there's been political movements like the the social it was the social justice uh mm-hmm. movement, wasn't it, that became the woke plot. And they were they were you know, they they were interrogating even paintings and uh, historical institutions and, and and people's families for past historical transgressions and um sorry, past past uh moral moral transgressions. But they didn't it, it was always amazing to me that this kind of level of scrutiny was never applied to the green movement. Now, if you want to find uh, a repugnant history um, it, it before uh, and during and uh, and since the Second World War, um, you'll 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 find nothing more repugnant than the, than, the, than the environmental movement. I mean, literally, uh, an attempt to put. Um, White European man at the centre of a cosmological and ecological order. I mean, it's that it, it's that blunt, mm-hmm. um, but that that didn't didn't yield any criticism from um, the so-called social sciences and, and humanities that were sort of um, were, 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 were doing all this this revision. Which is not to say we should synthesize that. There's not that the the that, that, that we should do what the woke and the SJW uh, mm-hmm. movements. Uh, did but that that, that that there is a, a very real uh, colonial neo-colonial aspect to contemporary environmentalism it's it's a real problematic as the SJWs used to say so um, you, you know there's, there's racism in 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 climate the climate agenda it 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 says that we we have um the what the benefits of industrialization that we have received are not are not going to be um well the, the developing world can't have that um they you know they make they make the claim that um well the the developing world can leapfrog yes yeah we've had but but that just doesn't just doesn't 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 get doesn't just, just, just get produced i mean the the, the you, you know china's china's uh ascendancy its economic um success over the last twenty years has been Powered in large part by burning mm-hmm. coal, so you know, and and then and then so when you get global institutions that really need a, a, a much much more scrutiny, like the World Bank and the International Monetary Fund, organizing to prevent finance going to um, fossil fuel projects, hydrocarbon projects in in the developing world.
0: Um, yeah, I, uh, I think I think that's hugely evil. I think that part of it is just it's tremendously evil to uh so that the hospitals in Africa for example don't get reliable power i think that is a great example of uh, the road to hell is paved with
1: allegedly good att- intentions but it's a terribly evil thing mm-hmm. that's right yeah i mean it, it, it would be it, it, the the these interventions just would not be tolerated in the in the west i mean we we, we the extent to which we, we do tolerate it, it's sort of going to be um, it, it's being tested and challenged i think in 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 the full, in the in the near future but yes yeah. um uh, you know, as it is, come to a crunch, but you know, we wouldn't, we wouldn't accept intermittent power of that kind. Um, and, and no. we wouldn't, we wouldn't accept a re- such a reduction in the level of service. And, um, so, so, so we, the, the, we, we, were asking questions like, well, well, what, what is, what are Greenpeace and erstwhile one-time development agencies like Oxfam, what are they doing trying to prevent, um, fossil the development of fossil fuels um as part of the development agenda it seems to me that the organization like oxfam's interventions in this domain um were, were completely uh, antithetical to its its founding but but they, they so the green i'm saying the green movement had sort of spread out beyond the sort of narrow bunch of um of of ngos and so on so we, we were writing on a range of subjects um on the on the blog that was that was sort of dealing with on the one hand, the the sort of some of the scientific claims, but just trying to take it all the way through to the, the politics and the policy um, as well. We weren't trying to sort of say don't don't do science, but um, mm. that that actually, from there are many. Maybe we'll come onto this later, but there are many different points um, along the chain of reasoning that Greens have from the claim that CO two is a greenhouse gas through to um, uh, we must close down the power stations. Um, there, there are lots of different points of, uh, the, of possible intervention that people yes. can make. And, uh, we shouldn't be focused on the first order claims that CO2 is a greenhouse gas, that this produces global warming, mm-hmm. this produces climate change, um, and so on. Um, so after, after we were, we, uh, a few years of doing that, um, I, I worked for Godfrey Bloom. Um a UKIP MEP in the European Parliament um as a researcher for a while. Okay. Um that was good fun. He was very sympathetic to the uh well, he's, he's probably been skeptical of the uh, the agenda for longer than I had this, you know? and uh so yeah, he 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 was uh he, he gave me a pretty uh broad brief to to sort of do 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 what I want, but also to supply him with sort of the facts and analyses and information that he would use in, in his arguments and uh, also Roger Helmer, um another MEP. So uh Godfrey left the party um, in uh in the starting controversy in about 2013. So I carried on for uh, uh working with them for another year. Um and and uh I've been writing a lot for Spiked along uh which is more more um a sort of condensed, the articles I've been writing with Spike sort of more condensed versions of what's been on the blog. Um, so it's about 100 articles on the Spike, oh. Spike, Spike Online website. And I've written that the, the sort of attempts to sort of frame these things more narrowly and, and put them in, in, you know, the context of the, the contemporary stories. You know, so there's a lot on net zero there. There's a lot on um, uh, air pollution and, and so on. Um, and, uh, then more recently I've been, um, trying to make films. which is very labor intensive, uh, time consuming, but, um, there's, yeah, you know, I've got a half a dozen or so shows on, um, YouTube. Um, she's uh, much more exciting I think than blogging. I mean, it was much more, you, you know, you might get a few hundred people visit your blog, maybe, maybe a couple of thousand for a good, a good piece, but, but YouTube sort of seems to broaden it out and or, or or rumble i should say there are other less uh interventionist platforms available um that, 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 that don't try to control content
0: um yeah so we were mentioning that uh you are uh, getting rave reviews for one of your recent videos on youtube right i think it's maybe 24 minutes long i watched it myself i think it's fantastic stuff i i give you kudos for doing that uh I think it's very effective
1: uh pushback i like it yeah thanks very much yeah so that was um the intended consequences video yeah yes so this yeah. and this this was something i mean it, it it was good for i mean we were trying to do this back they were trying to do this sort of um some would say quite philosophy you know quite woolly like kind of um you know humanities social sciences type um Sometimes not very concrete and sort of you know it's not like material science where you can say you know a plus b equals c it's it's more more dis discussed discursive and what have you um, uh, and it was Godfrey was saying follow the money follow the money follow the money and and uh, and I was like oh how, how far can you get following following the money well it turns out um, that the environmental movement. Um, which, I mean, I call it a movement. It's not, it's not really a movement. It's more of a, um, performance art, <laughs> uh, true. I mean, it, okay. so, so there, I mean, there, there's a constellation of green organizations that intervene in, in, in national and global, um, uh, uh, politics, you know, from the, from the obvious ones like Greenpeace and friends of the earth to these quite sort of quite, quite small, but mysteriously high profile Organizations that are essentially just a blog, and 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 uh, you know, it turns out they get quite a lot of money. So, so the the, the entire the, the the I I made a point. Maybe Greenpeace and Friends of the Earth, notwithstanding the rest of them, the green movement pretty much would not exist mm-hmm. without the uh, benevolence of about half a dozen, maybe a dozen philanthropic foundations, and and it's just an enormous enormous amount of money. So the Greens are very keen on claiming that we i.e., independent people like you and I, who get no money from doing this whatsoever right. uh, are funded by big oil. And then, and then it turns out actually, um, you know, there, are, there, are, there are figures like, um, well, uh, 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 Jeff Bezos has just given 10 billion in funding okay. to green organizations. That's a pretty wow. huge amount of money. Um, and then Mike, Mike Bloomberg in his history has spent 11 billion on philanthropy. Um, we, we've got much smaller billionaires here in the UK. Our biggest, um, green donor is, uh, Sir Christopher Hone. Um, and, and he's spending in the order, I think in 2020 it was $180 million on, on green campaigning organizations. And then there's another, there's a sort of a pass through fund. As it were, in Britain um, and well, Europe called the European Climate Foundation, which has a little bit more money, and that includes. If you try and look at the donors, they, some of their information, most of their most of their information is is opaque. You can't find out who funds. Uh, sorry, where where their money goes, and we we know that thirty million dollars, sorry, million euros, thirty million, yep. um is from anonymous donations. So and this this sort of speaks to their claim that the the greens claim, you know the ecf funds organizations that go around lobbying for transparency using a very significant portion of their money which is completely unaccountable it's quite remarkable so they 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 um uh one of those one of those um setups or actually a couple of those setups they they use a they use the example of Spiked, which I've written of, and uh, written on a uh, Red sorry. and and they they use a, I, I read a review of of um, Roger Pielke's uh, book um, uh, about climate disasters, and, and you know he points out. And he he's no skeptic. He, you know he, right. I mean he's, he's he's skeptical. He's critical of policy, mm-hmm. but he's not a climate change skeptic. He's not against the IPCC. But they use an they use an image of of um, of my article. Um, in their sort of like uh, spiked, is this Coke funded? Coke Brothers funded? Okay. Um, uh, 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 or, uh, Big oil defending organization. Now I I, I don't know what 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 um, what Spiked's, uh, uh, uh financial arrangements are, but I know it's shoestring, right? Mm-hmm. And and I know uh, and and the, the Coke Brothers thing, for example, um, the the Coke Brothers uh, philanthropic fund um, funded their, um, free speech tour of American campuses. They don't fund, they didn't fund the, um, they don't fund the news side of things. So, um, but let's, let's assume that they are operating on about 150,000 pounds a year. or let's say euros that's so that 30 million anonymous donations that come to the ECF in just one year Mm -hmm. is enough to keep spiked going for two centuries. And and yet this is what drives Monbiot and The Guardian mad. And if you look at The Guardian, um and you you dig down, they admit that they're funded by these billionaires. Actually, they 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 did they ran an advert campaign on Twitter that said, um, we are supported by our readers, not by billionaires. And it's just not true. I mean, there's a page of like kind of and it, and it says that. Uh, the European climate foundation, um, supports our uh-huh. environmental journalism and it supports our you know, the, so they're taking millions of pounds from these, from these millionaires while, while pointing out that someone else may or may not have received a couple of thousand from, from a philanthropic campaign. So it's a very, I mean, so, uh, you, you know, I think it's possible to say civil society as it is was uh, conceived of in the West. Um, depended on philanthropy, but uh, we've reached the point at which now philanthropy is, has just bought pretty much all of civil mm. society and, and, uh, it owns it. And so, so the value of civil society is lost. It's just, it's just a lobbying organization because all of these, um, all of the, uh, civil society organizations that, 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 that intervened have been aligned to the climate, to the right side of the climate debate. So they, 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 um, mm-hmm. you know, but they, but it, but it gets hidden as it gets, it looks like charity to, to, to the normal, to the, you know, to a, a face value view mm-hmm. of things. So, so yeah, in the, in the video, um, I was looking at one aspect of what the likes of Christopher Hone and Mike Bloomberg were funding, which is the ESG movement or typically oh, okay. the E in the ESG movement. Mm-hmm. And it so it turns out there's a constellation of organizations um that that pretty much just controlled by Christopher Hope um, uh, and uh, that that um have have pushed to a lobby shareholders, that might be you or I, you know, in our pension funds, or it might be a, you know, a larger concern, like maybe in the public sector here, uh, the, the, the people who own the fund, the pension fund, people who have, you know, interest in the pension fund, operate a pension fund, at least at some, some level, right? So you get to make the choices yeah. about where all the money goes. So they would lobby, you know, like a, a pension fund operated by Uh, the fire brigade union or teachers or something they would, they would, um, uh, they, they would lobby, you know, the, the, the management of these, these kind of things. Say you've got to divest, you've got to divest from fossil fuels, you've got to divest, you've got to go and buy ESG stock. And of course ESG stock is stuff like this vapor stuff like Netflix. So, so, um, people pull their money out of, out of, um, fossil fuels. Um, and they, and they, and they, uh, they lobby banks, if they may have a, you know, some, you know, they've got a few shares in Barclays. They may sort of press to change the policy, um, at the board level, um, often using quite coercive tactics, um, to say, um, you, you must stop financing, uh, you must stop lending money to fossil fuel companies. So. This has increased the cost of capital for hydrocarbons quite significantly. Hmm. And then that's that. that, I have a question here. You said that Netflix is an
0: example of an ESG company. That's a bad weather preventing company.
1: Um, ESG is, uh, so Netflix is just, I mean, it's just, uh, I I just use it as an example of a company that doesn't, it is just vapor. It's, it's like, I mean, it's got a value. I'm not, I'm not denying as a service or a value, but, but that you know in 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 the in the round if you're gonna if you're gonna if you're gonna take the view that, that that sort of this sort of uh model of ownership of uh you know production we're not marxists right we we believe that the market should but but so that they've made this quite uh they've made an intervention this big capital has made an intervention a political intervention yes um that that is restricting the capital to available to pass, So it's So, so right lessons. Um, so, so it's, it, it, it may not have come from government, but it has, well, I'll get onto that, but, but, okay, um, it, it's increased the cost of capital is the, yes, the main point. So you said, okay. uh, anyone with money should not put their money in, into hydrocarbons. And, and, and we see that, that, that the result is that there's been no investment and that's, mm-hmm. that's why we've had the supply crisis. So we can, we can find that billionaires have been working. Deliberately, explicitly towards um, putting a boot on the neck of mm-hmm. the global supply of hydrocarbon energy. Okay. So, so that, and that has created the um, price, the supply crisis. That's created the mm-hmm. price crisis. Yes. Because, um, you know, uh, so, so a lot of people were laid off, a lot of uh, infrastructure was closed down during the pandemic. So, when the recovery came, um, a decade of under under investment and a decade uh, and the couple of years of uh, re- reduced demand um, suddenly came together in this sort of uh, this, this uh, obnoxious oh, perfect storm, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and so a lot of a lot of agencies that sort of should be alive to the possibility of that sort of thing um, were were in fact instrumental in creating it. So I would point out the the Bank of England under the the one before last of the uk government which just we have so many of them these days (laughs) okay um there's uh the george old chancellor george osborne appointed um mark carney who had had been the the governor of the bank of canada and to the bank of england i I don't know what what in his cv made him uh, a, a good candidate but anyway um the, the the Bank of England is a, a, a somewhat autonomous agency of the, of the UK. And, and, um, and basically Mark Carney turned it into a, a green NGO. And, um, he, he is variously sort of, I mean, he's, he's, he's big pals with Mike Bloomberg. So he appointed Bloomberg to a sort of, uh, an ad, ad, advisory organization, um, that would, would set the, the, the ESG standards, um. Uh, you know so for, for for um disclosure of environmental climate risks so if your if your company uses a lot of um a, a lot of oil you have to disclose this to your shareholders under this under this sort of regulatory idea and you have to you have to um You have to explain how you're going to reduce your uh, emissions and 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 so on and so forth under the E of ESG. Okay, so this was the Bank of England was pushing for this stuff, and so and the Bank of England is its main its main job its its main job is to control inflation. So the Bank of England knew that it was restricting the supply of oil. It knew that it was printing money while it was restricting the, the, the 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 supply of oil and gas. And, and it knew that both of these things, uh, create inflationary pressure. Um, and and I, and I find it inconceivable that anyone Mm. involved with the bank of England doesn't know those two things as, as orthodoxy. So they, uh, I I say there's, there's an element to which, uh, the, what we're experiencing now was an intended consequence of, of the green billionaires of the regular of regulatory agencies. Um, and so on and so forth so uh yeah so i I'll probably say it more succinctly in the film actually but uh the, 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 <laughs> there it is in a, in a nutshell okay
0: so spe- uh, it was- uh, speaking of uh, choking off the power supply i saw something about how they didn't just close down the power plants but they blew up parts of them maybe blew up the towers do you know anything about that where instead of just closing them down uh, where they could be started up, they've closed them down and uh, kind of, yeah. so we can't start them up again. I think that
1: is a terrible idea. Uh, yeah. So since 2012, yeah. um, the UK has, and, and thanks to domestic UK policy and EU policy, um, the, EU, the UK has blown up about 27 gigawatts of capacity of oil and mainly coal uh um, fired power stations right so that, that yeah. that's that's quite a lot in british terms it's not it's not hella beans in america but it, it, it is it is here it would it would have solved all of our problems if we had not blown them up but there there is a they they, they they knew there was a risk that that if things went wrong the coal plants would just be brought back online and the, the haste with which some of them were blown up was quite breathtaking like normally that would be a process that took years oh. to sort of to, 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 to close and demolish, uh, uh, mm-hmm. uh, a power station. I mean, I, I grew up near one in Oxford. I used to be able to see the power station, um, on my walk home from school to my school on top hill. And I used to walk down one you could see in the distance, about 12 miles away, there's a power station. You can see the, the stacks and the, 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 cooling towers, the, uh, the, the, and the, and the, uh, vapor. Um, and that was, that was just gone within, within a year or so. And I'm like, wow, wow. Or, you know, like, the, like the, the, this, it, it, it was almost seemed spiteful. Yeah. You know, the, and the, the relish. Um, but the, I think the, sort of the main thing that you're you referring to there um, was the closure of Ferrybridge. Actually, Ferrybridge close down a bit longer ago. But last summer, um, the UK's president of COP26, who's an MP, who was a, a minister, Alok Sharma, so yeah. filmed himself, this is in August, filmed himself. It's not not quite selfie, but, but, you know, he's doing it to camera piece saying how great it is, how it's a really symbolic moment that he's, he's, he's blowing up the, uh, the, 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 the power station. This is, a, this is the end of coal. hurrah, 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 and, and, I mean, like, and, and the, the, the tragedy of it is he knew then everyone knew then that, that, um, uh, energy price rises. Price rises were were going through the roof. Like, I mean, you didn't know if you were just a consumer, if you were just a punter, really. Maybe, mm-hmm. um, ex- except energy companies, energy retail companies were folding because they couldn't. They had they have not hedged properly for for these enormous price rises rises that were that were coming down the pipeline. so You know, for for uh, contracts for delivery in the future were, were were going up. People were telling me in the I think in the in the late winter. That that prices in the wit for the next winter were gonna were going through the roof. Like um, because mm-hmm. there was there wasn't the available capacity. So, so uh, yeah, this is the president of COP blowing up a coal pile station while energy companies are folding. Um, and then he and then he goes he, he shows no shame. I mean, even even to this day, he's still saying coal is this great big enemy as people are facing. Uh, a doubling and a doubling again of their energy, domestic energy bills. I mean, it's quite phenomenal. It's, it's, yeah. it's, 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 it. And, you know, and it means unless your, unless your family has an income of, I think, twice the median um, salary, um, after then you, you'll you'll be categorised as. Uh, living in energy poverty, so it's going to take most of the country into this sort of category of poverty. It's a bit of a bogus category, but um, because you could be extremely profligate and 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 be in energy poverty, or you, could, you know, but but nonetheless, um, it, it's going to cause an. You know, you know, some people only have a couple of thousand, or mm-hmm. some people don't even have a couple of thousand spare a year as disposable income. Right, right. So, so, and, and so the difference is, it's about 3000, at least 3000 pounds worth of difference, if we don't include all of the other stuff, like the, the driving car, the cost of petrol, increased cost of food, increased costs of goods and services, just this alone is going to just wipe a lot of people out. And we're going to, we're going to see immense, immense social harm caused by this. And so uh, the, the image of, of the, of the minister, the president of COP26, Who's a who's a very silly man? I mean, he's a very he's not a serious kind of person. He's uh, he, you know he he puts on this sort of uh, uh, but 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 it it, it will rub home uh, it, it will bring home to a lot of people the fact that there's something frivolous about politicians um, sort of posing as 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 planet-saving superheroes on the world stage while while. You, you know they they suffer. I mean, it, it makes very plain the fact that green policy, climate change policy, is more dangerous than climate change. Yeah, it's so, only going to be cold.
0: Yeah, so blowing up heroically, uh, blowing up your own power plant—it's all fun and games until the poor people can't afford heat and uh, to uh, turn on their lights. But then, how about if nobody can? If you flick uh, the light switch and uh, you don't have lights in your house, well, what is the plan now? to uh, make sure that the power, the hospitals still get their power in the winter time in the, in the UK. What is the plan? No, Oh, there's, there is no plan.
1: Yeah. I mean, this is, this is, uh, well, ho- hospitals have always got diesel as long as they can get the diesel, okay. they, they've got, they've got, they've in general, generally speaking, got backups, but they, they can be very energy intensive. So I don't know if they've got the, um, the full, full range of, um, I don't know if you could power a whole hospital. Yeah, um, on on diesel, um, um, but but maybe they'll prioritize. Sorry, go on.
0: Uh, do you know if uh, uh, like factories and uh, houses, individual people, do they have uh, diesel backups? Or are they thinking about some way to keep the power no, going? No, no, Nothing no.
1: like that. No. Uh, I guess people. Some people have solar panels. That's that's something. Okay. <laughs> you know, um, as a, as a, you know, if a, a small number of people are going to have um, battery storage, but it's not. It's not like. There's not quite the sort of, um, surplus, you, you know, we don't have air conditioning as standard in, in anything like standard in, in, in housing in Britain. Um, you, you, and, and so the state, the same sort of stands for, for things like, uh, power storage. It's, uh, I mean, I know, if, I know a few people who have sort of bought little generators, um, okay. Which, you know, a few hundred, few hundred quid, a few hundred dollars, um, but they're not going to be able to. Um, so, you know, yeah. can't really, you know, the, the suitcase type things, you know, you might, mm-hmm. I don't even know if you can power a washing machine on, but, um, the, uh, yeah, yeah, there, there is no plan. Um, I, I think it will be cost more than, uh, rolling blackouts. I okay. think that's, that's, that's going to be the thing that, that really hurts people. Um, and, uh, you know, we, I mean, it's, it's, it's feasible. We come to, to blackouts, but. They have deals with the suppliers have deals with the large consumers, the large, uh, industrial consumers, um, to sort of restrict their supply. Um, uh, so, so they'll, they'll, they'll cut the factories and the, and the businesses off first, but, um, you, but who knows, I mean, with the instabilities that they created, it, 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 it it's a bit of an open question. Well, we're just gonna have to wait and see. Okay. But okay. The public
0: is going to get angry enough, don't you think, to throw out the posers and get people back in office that actually will uh, work on reliable energy supplies and practical stuff instead of trying to prevent bad weather? I'm hoping that their sanity is going to prevail eventually.
1: Uh, yeah, so well i i I don't know either because we have got we, the, the, there have been noises from the two candidates from the for the Tory party leadership. Um, cause we've got rid of green Boris Johnson. Um, yeah. so it's Rishi Sonak, and both have sort of said fracking, they don't really want, nobody seems to really want to, to confront the rising cost of living crisis. Okay. Um, head on in this way, no one seems to want to confront the, the problem with the UK in, in this respect is that we, it is, it is, it has been for a long time since Thatcher, so since 1990. It's a really long time ago now. I think that's the 32 years, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Politics has been done by blobs. So okay. There's been no democratic contest of mm-hmm. policy in Britain. Um, it's not like the states. States in the US is, is far more democratic in its in its in its mm-hmm. makeup. Um, and you've got, I mean, despite the sort of apparent success of some of the green agenda, even on on the Republican side, there's still mm-hmm. lots of opportunities throughout the democratic process to to sort of say, you know, you've got state level, government level, you've got department departments, and you've got, you've got a more, a more active, um, uh, commentariat, should we say, you know, you've got more, more, more interesting and more diverse, um, organizations taking part in politics, whereas everything is just aligned seemingly completely aligned here to the green agenda. So, so in order to take on, in order to have a, a policy that undoes net zero, essentially, you're going to have to have a confrontation with a lot of the civil service. Okay. Which is, which, uh, and, uh, and a lot of these green organizations that surround both political parties, um, uh, well, all, well, more than just both, most of the political parties most, uh, uh, and, and a lot of government departments, there's a lot of work that gets done by green NGOs or NGOs different kinds of sort of paragovernmental, semi semi semi-regulatory. Um and you've got you've got interests embedded right in the heart of government. You know, f- yeah. famously um uh there's, there's this is uh, you, 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 uh was, was an MP some of them, multi multi multi-millionaire tycoon um uh, Zach Goldsmith. Okay. Um who, who used to stand on a platform you uh, know of of um of, repeat, of of, of um, his sort of favorite policy was allowing constituencies to recall their MPs when, he, when they, they got fed up with them. Anyway, he lost his seat and okay. he just got made a lord, which is our sort of feudal, feud, relic of feudalism. So, you okay. know, so if you if you've given the Tory party a million quid or the Labour party for that matter, because the same thing happens, you're guaranteed a, a permanent job as a politician. In, okay. in, in the you know um, in the second chamber right that's how it works so, i mean it's so, that since it was i mean it used to be a hereditary system right now it's effectively um just just uh a shop I mean, you could go and buy it i mean it's not guaranteed but but um you know famously some very dodgy people have been elevated to the house of lords so anyway this so uh, you know the the this the these um the the lords is even greener than the, the house of commons it's got loads of loads of appointments from the green blob in, in it and where where people are free to um maneuver manipulate throw legislation back to to, to the other house um you know, part uh, of commons is is um superior in in a sense to um in 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 a, in a literal sense that, 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 that you know it can it can assert itself over the decisions of the house of lords but the house of Lords can make a lot of trouble, um, for the house, ha- for, for legislation house okay. of Commons. So in order to start unpacking what the net zero agenda has done, um, there needs to be a majority of parliament in favor of repealing it. It's, uh, it's, and it's not straightforward. So, so it, you know, you'd need, you'd need a, uh, a qualified majority in, I think in, in both houses to, okay. to amend, the, amend the target, the target, the, the net zero target. Um, so it's very easy to move the target up. Okay. There's sort of pretty much consensus in Westminster. Um, uh, uh, so, or, 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 you know, so when they wanted, the, the target was originally 80% by 2050. Um, so when they wanted to move it up to 20, the women moved up to, to net zero, which is effectively hundred um, percent, they didn't need to have a vote. They just, the, the speaker of the, the speaker of the house just had to hear that there were no objections, Okay. right? So then, so they're like, why would you have a yeah. vote if there were no objections? So, so in, in 90 minutes, it was the, 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 the discussion, not even debate. Um, uh, and there, there, there's a very, this, this consensus is very powerful. Uh, and they've been working on it for a very long time and you can, you, it, it's, it's, it's concrete, right? Um, there's a pledge that was uh, signed, it was instigated by a green NGO in about 2015, um, where the the leaders of the three main parties at the time, was David Cameron, uh, Ed Miliband and Nick Clegg for the okay. Tories, Labour and the Democrats, they signed this pledge saying they're going to implement the same policies, which is totally, in, in my view, is just an obnoxious uh, abomination against democracy. Mm-hmm. Um, well, you know, we, you, we have debates about what, how, how, what, like, to what extent we need a demo- full democracy, like direct democracy or representative democracy. But this is just obnoxious to, you know, a rep, uh, 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 whether it's a constitutional monarchy or a, 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 a constitutional republic, like the US. It's, it's just, it's just. We will agree not to let the public have a say in this question. Um, and there's, they've got these pictures of them all smiling, signing this pledge, not uh, that their parties aren't going to debate climate change; they're just going to to do what the Green Blob has told them. So, and they, this this consensus, cross party consensus, has been in effect for for, for yeah, probably twenty years. Um, so, so it, and as a consequence of that, and probably stop things like the European Union. Essentially, we've got a, a parliament of zombies mm-hmm. that are just there to serve their blobs. And I, I don't want to be too dramatic about it, but the the, 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 there is there, or there has been very little difference between the policies offered right. by the two main opposing sides, Labour Party and the Service Party. They don't represent their traditions. So you, you, Labour Party, Labour Party members will, will, will say, oh, you don't represent the working class anymore. You know, you don't don't, uh, and the, and the and the conservatives don't will grumble that that the Conservative Party doesn't represent the tradition anymore. So you could say you should they should they should come together and agree to obliterate their own parties. They should they, that should be the, that would be the best outcome is if they if they both work towards demolishing their own parties and then letting mm-hmm. letting what whatever the the, the the true constituencies uh, uh, that the remain, um, let, 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 them, let them come forward and stand as the as the as, as the parties. But so it, it's just it's just about power now, really, because there's no there's no dynamic of of different philosophies contesting ideas. So in a sense, the environmental issue, the climate issue, has come to the rescue of of uh, a very sclerotic, atrophied. Uh, a political institution um, that has no connection with the public anymore, right? So, so um, the, the, it wants the they want to sustain their power, um, but they have no nothing really to sell to the public as to why they should be able to. So this this emergency turns up, and so it's very much in their interest to sort of indulge in the idea of emergency because when you've got emergency powers, you don't really need to have that. Conversation with the public, and I think that that's that's what's been that's the the principal dynamic behind a lot of this stuff that's been yeah. that's been growing over the last sort of yeah thirty years yeah.
0: So don't you think though that public anger over high energy prices and restricted energy supplies? Don't you think that at some point that's going to come to a head, and this whole net zero they're going to push hard back against net zero, and it's going to go away? Or are they just going to take
1: it forever? I don't know. No, no. Well, I mean, you can't, you can't argue with the bottom line. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and the bottom bottom line has been, uh, is a threshold that's been, is certainly going to be crossed. I mean, so it's, it's the majority of some people's incomes, how that there, the, the, the blob, as it were, is reorganizing itself to try and capitalize on that anger. And so, one of its main arguments now is that we should—if we'd have only had more wind farms, okay, we wouldn't have yeah. this. We wouldn't have been having this crisis, which is—it's—it's it's, uh, arithmetically false. It uh-huh. just would mean we would definitely have this crisis rather than we may or may not have had this crisis because we could have always bought more oil. So that's going to be—it—it it, uh, there's there's the a left side of that argument which is emerging, which is saying. A A that we should um uh win put a windfall tax on the profits that the energy companies have been enjoying. Well that will just continue the problem of underinvestment. Yeah. Um there's another one which is arguing for the nationalization of of the energy uh sector, which um if it if it if it goes ahead according to some people's wishes would mean without compensation, which would just plunge the UK into a I mean, it would just be, I mean, it's theft on any, on any, on any analysis. It's just mm-hmm. theft. So, um, would, would destroy Grinton's financial standing. Um, so we should compound the problems. Uh, if it wants to compensate energy companies for their, for, for what it takes from them, um, I, am not sure how that would be react. I think probably have a similar result. Um, but, uh, would, would, uh, would, 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 would is not something we could afford either. So you know, there, there's a lot of spite behind those campaigns, and a lot of ideological uh, movements behind those campaigns. And 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 um, we'll, we'll we'll see how successful they are um, in mobilizing public opinion. Um, if it, if it's anything, if it goes anything like it, it's going in Holland. Then, then maybe we'll, we'll we'll see a sharper U-turn. But I don't think there's the mental equipment in Westminster to recognise that it's a problem with net zero, even yeah. if there are people tearing up the streets and 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 rioting. Um. Uh, so, so I, 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 I don't know. We're pretty much snookered, I think. Um. So the 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 the, the emphasis uh, well, uh, the the responsibility really is on, on us to make the arguments that this is, this is the consequence of, um, of, of green policy, which is, which is why I find Joe Biden's, uh, inflation reduction policy, quite remarkable. Yeah. It's, it's, it's like, it's, it seems destined to create more. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Uh, inflation.
0: There was uh, just this interview in the last week or two that I've mentioned elsewhere. It's uh, Michael Yan being interviewed by Jordan Peterson. I don't know if you happen to see that one. That made a huge impression on me because Michael Yan made a strong case that in uh, places around the world in the next year or two, we're going to see serious starvation. That uh, this whole idea of choking off the uh, food and energy supplies, it's all fun and games for the richer countries, but for the people living right on the edge, they're actually going to face... uh, Literal starvation and there's going to be rioting in the streets and things are going to really come to a head around the world. He thinks in the next year or two. I don't know if you have any ideas on that, but he made a good
1: case for that. I think I am. Um, I haven't. I haven't seen the interview. I'll look at yeah. that. But yeah. the, the um, well, I think we've seen that certainly in the developing economies in Sri Lanka. Yes, which yeah. um, Matt Ridley points out had a 98 percent ESG score. Yes, yep. which is probably quite high. You know, flattering western indulgences but just completely ignoring the interests of the of the public and i think that's been this just cements the idea for me and and i and i think and this is why i don't think you need to argue about whether co2 is a greenhouse gas that's causing climate change Mm -hmm. or catastrophic climate change it's that climate change policy is worse for us than climate change absolutely it's just just like you know uh you could face a tenfold increase in the number of storms mm-hmm. uh a tenfold increase in the number of hot heat waves oh no heat waves I mean, we're having one at the moment and it's beautiful um and you know people aren't people aren't dying they're, they're over here on the beach there's you know there's a couple of thousand people not dying on the beach uh, uh anyway I, I'm, I'm i'm making light of the very serious point. so so you know and you the the you, these figures would not the number of people who, who suffer from the from from increased uh, extreme weather um, would barely even register mm-hmm. um, in in global in global terms and the number of people who uh, experience problems from from um, extreme weather anyway has diminished we've seen this on lots of so we all know this now this is this is what's been established it's, it's, it's fallen something like ninety eight percent ninety nine percent over the course of a century despite uh, tripling or maybe quadrupling of the global population. Um, uh, the, 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 there is no signal of in, in the amount of people, uh, there's no climate change signal, the amount of people who are in poverty. I don't need to rehearse all this stuff with you because we know it, know it all. You, you could increase the impact of climate change 100 times and we'd still yep. be better off yes. yep. and, 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 and yet the, 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 that, that orthodoxy that we are somehow dependent on nature persists, even as those policies create havoc throughout the world. Um, and, it, it, you know, that I, and, and in the final analysis, I worried that, you know, this could be quite easily a more fatal conceit, as it were, than World War Two. You know, which took the took the lives of fifty million people or so. Yes, that 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 that's that would be the the nature of 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 depriving. That would be the consequences of depriving so many people of cheap energy. You you yes. just leave them to you leave them to nature. Nature is not benevolent. She's not she's not like some billionaire. But this is this is the this is what this is what green ideology teaches people or make make, it makes people a lot of people often very comfortable people as you point out you know they're often very posh as we would say here in Britain they're people who've, who've never really struggled for money um and you know or property um who get this idea that wealth uh is created by natural providence you know like a secular divine providence that you just sort of Ask and you shall receive. You just have to mm-hmm. just be nice. You live to live in harmony with nature. That's just not true at all. Uh, you know, we, we, we survive despite nature because we, we, we cooperate and and the main, you know, whether, whether that's the market or some other means of cooperation. Um, but this, this, this idea that we, we cooperate and we produce value through our efforts, mm-hmm. um, it's like, it's, it's, it's like, uh. Uh, apostasy to, to a religious it movement. Is. It's, it's just, it, it is, there's, and there's no, this, this very difficult to rationalize with these, these folks. You know? Yeah.
0: Uh, um, oh, did you see the uh, <clears throat> cost and benefit analysis by Bjorn Lomborg of the inflation reduction act? I think the cost uh, to prevent bad weather, $369 billion. And the benefit was like 0. 0.028 degrees Fahrenheit by 2100 that's supposed to be a benefit, like a cooler world by something you can't measure. That's the benefit. And that's the right. best way to spend that much money to choke off reliable power supplies and spend that much money for no measurable benefit at all. I think that that's a good point that uh, ordinary people can understand easily. Yeah. 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 I
1: yeah. agree. It, need, it, need, it needs figures like that to say it. But what yeah. it doesn't have, of course, is was, there's no there's no big money behind Beyond Longville and there's no there's no political movement that, that uh you know that's established that, that needs those kind of analysis. And what there are, unfortunately, is a lot of um organizations that will smear yeah. Bjorn Old, because yep. they do routinely. They're, they'll sort of harass him legally um through through um you know, various things to try and exclude him from from platforms. Um and, th- and those are becoming a bigger thing. So I think that's that that that's something to watch out for. That the, a very defensive green movement is going to be a lot more interventionist in in the future. And uh, I, I think they're readying themselves to get us all kicked off Twitter and and social media and uh, yeah, use use financial uh, regulation to harass people.
0: Yeah, I think it's a good point that uh, when in the history of mankind uh, have the people doing the censoring have they been on the right side of history, right? right. They're trying to censor us. When has that ever been the right side of history? Yeah.
1: So yeah, hopefully yeah. we can, uh, we can stay on Twitter. Yeah. So I, I, what I, what I'm really trying to argue now, um, is that, uh, we've got a lot of opportunity to re- now that people's attention is on the importance of energy to our economy and our well um, We've got a lot of opportunity to to start exploring the the whole of the debate, the whole not 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 just the sort of some of the technical points. So I I think that if you if you look at this sort of uh, diagram of, of of where I think we're at, um, the the we, we've a lot of skepticism has been focused very much on the very left of of this diagram. So on the thermal properties of CO two um, and whether or not that causes global warming and to what extent now a lot of global warming is predicated on um, feedbacks or positive feedbacks so this is where the models get it perhaps too warm um, and and you know it, 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 there, there was relatively little un, un, um, controversy about whether CO2 was a greenhouse is a greenhouse gas um, you know the control the contra- controversy enters the debate on the role of feedbacks, um, which, and, it, 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 and, and this is, this is kind of underexplored and this error I'm arguing cascades through the, the green chain of reasoning. So in there we've got something like a periodic table of, uh, elements of the climate debate I've put them okay. into columns. So there's, there's a first order effects of, global warming, um, such as ice loss, and we've got second order effects of warming, which is sort of like the, the effects of the effects. And then in the yellow column, we've got what you call, well, the nth order effects, um, that's sort of the climate crisis. And then you've got the, the, the policy r- response now, <clears throat> and between all of these things is it's typically modeling. Um, so, so a lot of, a lot of studies that predict, for example, radical ecosystems losses. To, Pended depending on um you know dramatic dramatic drama dramatic uh predictions and, and and projections of global warming so for example um there's an undue emphasis on r c p eight point five scenarios um before the the recent r six has changed those slightly so so you know you get uh worst case scenarios being presented as fact to the next column, and and so this sort of error amplifies as well as well as cascades. Um, but we, you know, we you, you, you people have been put off the climate debate because they don't want to. They're probably kind of dissuaded from a discussion about the thermal properties of CO two and and mm-hmm. feedbacks. But there are all these other opportunities to to to. To, uh, to to challenge because um, you, you don't have to be a climate change denier to to recognize that claims about sea ice, sea ice loss, you know, in the, in the Arctic, have been exaggerated, right? And that that's a problem mm-hmm. for this chain of reasoning. Um, and 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 ditto with heat waves. We, we you know we've seen a lot of a lot of panic about heat waves, and it's true that. 2003 heat wave um, saw quite a lot of excess deaths throughout Europe, but that was, that was a policy problem. That was because people were left, um, often people, very vulnerable people, um, were left to, um, to suffer. Um, and it's a problem, heat waves is very much a problem like uh, COVID was, um, that it affects people towards the very last weeks of their life. So typically if you've had uh, a winter without many flu deaths, if there's a heat wave in the summer, you, you, you tend to get, um, an increased number of, uh, mortalities associated with that. So, it's, you know, it's, and, and it raises the same questions about the appropriateness of the, the policies intended to, to mitigate it. Um, and, and, uh, the, the, the facts, and they've been pointed out to, to death, obviously, by mm-hmm. like, like Bjorn and Oldberg is that that cold still claims, even in a country like yeah. the UK, which is very relatively wealthy, uh, not for much longer. Um, the, you know, eight, uh, cold claims eighty times as many lives as as heat, and you'd have to, in order to, you know, like to make those equal, you'd have to make it really hot. Mm-hmm. You know, to, to to start killing as many people with heat as you are kill, uh, killed by cold, you, 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 sorry, cold, <laughs> you'd have to, you'd have to make a lot of climate change to, to, to make heat as much problem as, 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 cold. Um, and we can see that there haven't been an increased number and of intensity of storms. You know, this famously we're in a hurricane drought. Yes. Yeah. Um, we can give, maybe we can concede a bit of increased precipitation and then moving over to the second column that hasn't turned into floods, according to the IPCC. The IPCC attach a a low level of confidence to to trends um, that link uh, flooding to to climate change. And again, flooding is a policy question. Um, Floods happen where people don't maintain water management infrastructure. And, you know, in, in the case, you know, famously in the case of uh, Katrina in New Orleans—that was a, that was a policy failure. that was engineering failure uh, caused by policy failure um, to to maintain levees. And and in the UK too, a lot of our sort of um, uh, uh, infrastructure that manages quite large water catchment areas was built uh, a, a long time ago um, and was and was sort of uh, co-developed with transport infrastructure of the time, you know, canals essentially. Um, so, so, uh, a lot of the waterways that were constructed in, in the, in the 18th or, or earlier centuries, um, aren't maintained to the, in the same way. So they can't carry as much water along. so the, these are, you know, the, the, greens have an answer to questions like that, but, but that, but that's not the end of the, di- the discussion. There is a very strong debate that, you know, uh, the, the argument to be had, um, in a debate that, that, um, okay. uh maintenance will solve these problems but that doesn't doesn't happen sorry go on oh i just have a couple of
0: tiny points to make here uh just on that sea ice loss i think one assumption that uh when ice melts that that's a loss like if a glacier melts that's a loss i would dispute even that part because what is now yeah. chicago in the u.s had thousands of feet of ice on top of it not that long ago geologically and then it melted and was that a loss i think that was that was a gain so uh, that's right. this is not necessarily good. Then one other tiny point is that I think possibly CO2 might cause a little extra precipitation, but it is never credited with uh, preventing a drought or making the crops grow a little better when it would have been drier or maybe prevents fires a little bit. It, they never ever make that argument. It's always only if you didn't want it to rain, that's when it caused its rain more. And same deal where uh, it causes drought, maybe it caused less rain someplace, but it, it never lessens a flood. It only causes a decreased rain when it, when it's bad. So it only does bad things. Anyway,
1: that's, that's right. And your point speaks exactly to that, that fact to that green ideological myth that there is a right amount of, of ice. There's a right amount of rain. There's a right, there's a rightful, uh, 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 balance of rain and not rain and that we've disturbed it and that we cannot, that we cannot absorb the, 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 the change in, in that thing, because again, the idea is that that farmers are just these sort of like automata who walk into the into the field based on their centuries of programming and do what they've always done, and then and then right. and so it, 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 you, you know there's the, there's the, there's no adaptive capacity in just normal agricultural uh, workers' minds, which is which is completely bonkers. You know, farmers are very adept at uh, 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 managing. Quite radically different climates year to year, or sorry, weather, quite yes. weather mm-hmm. year to year. I mean, it might go, you know, their abilities might sort of um suffer a bit more or less, but that you know, they learn right, they're not they're not they're not they're not what the 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 way a lot of these policy makers treat ordinary people who in, in you know, mm-hmm. from farmers to to or to homeowners, even is 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 as though as 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 non functioning or non non thinking. Entities, Yet, um, yep. that, that, that you know, it's like uh, um, that, You know, people, and, and this speaks maybe more to the third column. Um, and and you, you know, the, this these claims, this is the climate emergency column, right? And there's just no data whatsoever to support the claim that there is a climate emergency. Absolutely none. All of the evidence contradicts it. There's, there's less poverty. There's less conflict in in measured by deaths. And we've got some horrible conflicts going on in the world that could, could rise, could give rise to, to the, uh, to the, the end of, uh, humanity, but it has nothing to do with climate change. Um, you, you, you know, but but uh, and again with agri- agricultural productivity, we see year after year, mm-hmm. even in even in sort of the poorer economies, uh, that that there is there is more being produced with less yeah. land. Globally, we the amount of land we use for agricultural production peaked, and now we use less. It's you know we've got we, there was an abund- abundance of agricultural land, um, causing problems. Um, and and so so all of these claims, uh, you know, if you're watching this and you, and you don't feel confident about taking part in discussions about uh, global warming as such, the mm-hmm. physics, this is the basic physics, um, and you're worried that people are going to tell tell you that you're a, a basic physics denier, mm-hmm. go for the yellow column, okay, argue, make make your arguments there. Go and find the data on infectious diseases. It's very easy to find uh, all of them that are that are linked to climate, with the exception of I think uh, is it the Zika virus, which showed this very small increase in the in in the, in the data. Uh, malaria is yeah. in precip- or was in precipitous decline. I think it may go up again, but that would because of the poverty that's being caused by, by the, by the expensive energy, thanks to the green, but, uh, thanks to the greens. So, 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 so just start, start in the, in the, uh, in the yellow column and then, and then uh, work your way to the red column, because this is where it's just completely nuts. Um, that emissions reduction targets have been created with no idea about how to implement. So, so, you know, it's fine. You know, if, if they'd have said we're going to reduce CO2 emissions by 80%, by doing this, but uh, you, you know, I think Roger Pilker puts puts it as the putting the policy uh, the, the 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 cart it's the cart before the horse. the yeah, it's yeah. A technology cart uh, before the policy horse. Right. Mm-hmm. Or, or I, I, I probably jumbled that up. You you, know, you, you make sense of it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if he said we're gonna we're gonna reduce uh, all the emissions for the power sector at the rate that. We can afford it and it is technically feasible by using nuclear power. And then we're going or and then and or we're going to decarbonize transport at the rate that it's technologically and economically feasible by switching to batteries and unity you know, EVs, then it would have been harder, harder to object to it. But they say, you know, but they they enshrine the emissions reduction targets in law. And they say oh, it's going to be this wonderful new economy. It's going to create green jobs. It's a green industrial revolution. Uh, uh, why are you complaining? This is going to be this great. But actually, it turns out only the targets are legally enforceable, and they do enforce them through the, the, the courts. They, you know, the, the the these very well-funded green organizations, especially in the Netherlands recently, um, have been taking governments to courts because they haven't been in, haven't been able to implement their emissions reduction targets. They haven't sort of backed them up with policy because there is no policy that, 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 that isn't, that can't cause absolute chaos as we're, as we're seeing now there there's no, there's no light for light replacement for these things. Um, so, so, um, uh, yeah, so, so all of the upsides that were promised in return for emissions reduction targets have just gone to the wind. They don't, they don't exist, to do, but, but. But the the green green blob keeps hammering them them home, and and and, uh, and you know e attempts to sort of uh, implement emissions reduction policies through things like emission trading and con, con, uh, consumer rationing. Have just created this this hardship, which we we we, we we've talked about, mm-hmm. and so they've got they've their their recourse is to stuff like behavior change, which is a complete again a complete uh, departure from democratic norms, which require our consent for, uh, in order to, 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 to implement them, to, to, you know, to, to impose the, the, these, these kind of policies that sort of seek to elicit from you, your obedience, um, um, they don't ask for your assent. They don't mm-hmm. ask for you to vote in support of these policies. So it's a, it's, it's a, it's a total transformation of the relationship between the individual and government, or society, but the public and government, in which you know it's an it's an elitist uh, form of politics. Mm-hmm. um So you know you might not be comfortable arguing about what how CO two works, but you damn well have a right to argue that you, yeah. you should be asked for your assent to these policies, and you should be you you, you, you they should not be in, able to act without that assent, and you should be free to uh, dissent from those policies. You should mm-hmm. be free to speak, but as we've seen, as we, as we've discussed, we're being increasingly, you, you know, you, you, uh, the, 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 public sphere is increasingly closed off to, um, uh, uh, to, to, to skeptics. You, you won't get a climate skeptic on, on the BBC. We wouldn't be having this discussion, mm-hmm. um, on any of the major broadcasters in the UK, I think maybe elsewhere is a bit more, uh, relaxed mm-hmm. about that sort of thing, but the, the Make no mistake, the green blob is spending a lot of money. Green organisations spending huge amounts of money trying to lump in critics of climate change policy mm. with uh, vaccine deniers and mm. and and terrorists. Uh, it, you know, I, 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 again, I have some sympathy with with vaccine deniers. I think people should be be free to have these these views. I'm, I'm I didn't have the the jab. And um uh, you know, I think these these decisions should be for the individual to make. But but they're trying to lump these uh, the, these kind of arguments in with jihadi terrorism. I mean literally, literally. Right, the, right. Kind of the, the, the legislation that's been advanced in Canada, in the European Union and in the UK. And I think there's a version in the US because you had that Bruhaha with that uh what was her she she was gonna be the Minister for Misinformation or something? Oh uh, yeah, know, yeah. Recently? Yep, I do remember that. Yep, that went away well, though. The, and yeah. the, she well, because she was she, she was just such an embarrassing, <laughs> embarrassing figure. I, yeah. I mean, it's no less embarrassing in the UK. But but the the, the uh, you, you know the intention is there to to regulate um, the the debate to, mm. to 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 stop these these information uh, the the this sort of information being discussed. Um, and we and so and we've discussed the financial regulation um, part of the policy response, the red column. Two. So. So there's a lot, there's a lot that you can, you can focus on if you're just not happy with the, with the climate agenda, with the, with, with the climate science. And, and I would, I would suggest people find that level that they're interested in and, and, um, and, and direct their research and their comments to that, um, rather than sort of overextend themselves in a way with, with the scientific arguments.
0: Yeah, I think this is great. And I think it's a good point that if you're just starting fresh on the argument and you find out that they're lying to us about CO2-induced poverty, which they are, or lying to us about reduced crop yields, then you got to wonder what else are they lying to you about. And the answer is just about everything. 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 (laughs) Yeah, yeah. it seems like a pretty pretty common path to skepticism where people do... believe it generally but then as soon as they start digging into any specifics they find out that the whole thing is a house of cards that is kind of uh, my path as well i've heard a lot of skeptics say that once they looked at the data for themselves in some area then they realized that there were lots of lies out there
1: yeah yeah well i mean it it comes back to your, your experience with the 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 what triggered your skepticism and and uh it just takes that one yes one One moment, that thing. This is really, this is a very jarring inversion of what my expectations were up to this point. I thought it was all like this, and then I, and now, and now there's this inversion, and 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 it reveals a lot about the nature of politics today. Like I, I, you know, you you sort of take a lot for granted, or what? Sorry, one can take a lot for granted about the way government works, and 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 uh, uh you know how it makes its decisions and on what basis and in whose interests and uh, uh you know <laughs> w- with this being a, a flagship agenda for much of the west mm-hmm. you, you you do it does does open one's eyes to the fact that um it really is a something of a mediocrity yes and yeah. that that there there isn't there isn't much celebration or reward for or celebration of or reward for independent thinking i mean it seems seems designed to to, to punish uh independence of of, of thought and and mm-hmm. uh a lot of the the you know the civil servants the you know the the the, the 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 activists involved in this they don't they don't display much understanding or knowledge of their subject the think tanks the organizations Mm-hmm. Um, just seem to be sort of organized around merely aligning public institutions, mm-hmm. not a discovery of the facts. So, you know, truth is, is just, it's just power. It, it, it's good. It's, it's, it's quite unsettling. Go on. Sorry. Uh,
0: we touched on this on our Twitter space yesterday. We talked a little bit about this, and there was some discussion about how People who are all in on the climate scam, there's nothing we can say about the data that are going to change their mind. Like Michael Mann has gone, he's pushed all his chips in. There's no way we're gonna show him hurricane data and he's not gonna change his mind. But I do think there's tons of people like I was in the past who sort of believed it, but had never really thought about it. I think still to this day, there's lots and lots of those people. And I think those are the people that we could easily reach by just uh, showing them some data and we can uh, flip people over to the side of, uh, of sanity. So I think there's great opportunity here. And that's one reason why I push back as hard as I do all the time. Yeah. Cause you can reach yeah. a lot of sane people. Yep.
1: You do a great, you do a great job of it. I, I, I love watching the oh. feeds unfold and your, your, your yeah. climate brawl with stuff. And that is the point I, I think you're right in like the arguing with uh, Michael Mann is probably mm-hmm. the, the, the second most pointless thing one can do when one's like, I mean, the, I, 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 you, you can you can you can take Mike Mann's words and and, and interpret them. I think, but you you're never going to get a good faith debate out of out of that. Those kind of these new narcissistic scientists. It's a very much personal project for them. It uh, doesn't 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 really matter what the consequences are to this generation of climate scientists who, who sort of um, who 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 have abandoned the scientific method in a sense. And I don't just mean that in the sort of uh, say, no, 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 no. I mean, I mean, it, 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 it's, um, it, 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 it's, it's a, it's a transformation of institutional science, whereas, whereas yeah. that sort of used to, used to make possible it in scientific institutions used to make possible some level of cooperation and collaboration in which ideas were tested. You know, you might have a team A and a team B or, you know, but, what have you now science seems to be just about servicing the political agenda from from climate covid um and, and 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 other similar issues science is this sort of um, taking the place of the the philosophical arguments that used to happen in democratic politics, and all of this sort of principles and, the, and the, uh, of of a of a, of a uh, of political agenda seems to be taken for granted. We've got to reduce the risks. We've got to reduce. You know, we've got to make people safe. We've got to we've got to change the planet. We've got to, we've got, to we've got to change. You know, people have to live in this way, and and the, the contestation of those principles sort of gets swept aside. By these these claims that science, science, follow the science, famously said someone who hasn't even finished primary education, never mind uh, completed a secondary or, or gone to university. You know, she just took it at face value. And and that 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 power um that's been cemented in 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 uh scientific institutions isn't gonna dilute itself. It's just gonna, it's just gonna recruit people like. Michael Mann It's just going to create people like Michael Mann. That's, that's how it's sort of, you know, that's the, 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 way the ideology is transmitted from the institution to the individual, um, you know, celebrates, celebrates people who are much more keen on, on, uh, orthodoxy than on truth. Well, Yeah. Michael Mann. So I think we've got to speak to the middle ground and people who are going to ask questions about why energy prices are so high. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I think Twitter is still a good place uh, for people who haven't been banned yet to uh, to uh, argue this stuff uh, and just uh, say what you really think and uh, put up your data against their data and, and debate it. I think that is the way to get to the truth, and I'm glad that at least some of that is still going on on Twitter. I do think that there was some idea of having a red team, blue team, I don't know if that's what they called it, under Trump, they're going to sort of have a formal team, I think, that would uh, scientifically come up with uh, what they thought about the climate debate versus what the consensus was. I don't know if you heard anything about that. There, there was some yeah, things yeah. about doing that. I think that would be fantastic if that actually happened at some point.
1: That that happened in, um, should I stop sharing this? Stop sharing. Sure, okay. Um, that, that happened in um, the Netherlands. Uh, yeah. There was okay. a guy, Theo, I forget his name. I remember it was, it was just, um, Marcel, Marcel Kruk, I think. I know yeah. that name, yeah. And. He set up a, a red team, blue team okay. thing with the uh, with in cooperation with the the Netherlands government. I think it was very successful, uh, up to the extent that it was allowed. And there was, okay. you know, a, a good faith discussion going on. I think you know, I think he's written up a lot of um a lot of what he what he found and and what happened and um uh you know, and the responses. But obviously the 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 Netherlands government has sort of dispensed with that as a way of formulating policy or having oh. debates policy. That's sort of gone full, full green, largely because it's been forced to by, by you know, through climate lawfare, um, which is why people must, must, must listen to what Chris Horne is saying. Cause it's, it's, yeah. it's uh, coming to a, coming to a farm near you um absolutely market yep. and, and it's going to change your life. But the, um, yeah, yeah. Um, I think I, and I think people were talking about red team, blue team in the States as well.
0: But maybe it's a
1: way, maybe it's a way of softening the blow to, um, they would say, okay, you don't want to take our worth for it because we're a bunch of climate change deniers, but why don't you just throw the debate open mm-hmm. on all, uh, to, 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 you know, if you, if you're not gonna, if you're not gonna have, have a democratic reply, let's have an, uh, a debate between people of different perspectives. I mm-hmm. agree yeah. on these range topics. Maybe, maybe it's an easier sell than than just reversing climate policy. Um, I, I did. I did actually. I did send an email to. Um, I don't know if you remember at the beginning of the Boris Johnson administration. There, I don't. Uh, I don't remember that. There was a guy called Dominic Cummings who was sort of the sort of the policy uh, genius, allegedly. Behind uh, hmm. Brexit and and behind the, he was involved in 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 the the Johnson government the other day she, he fell out with Carrie Simmons, who's Johnson's partner who's this activist, okay this is why which is why we are where we are um but um and why <laughs> why he is where he is but uh, the uh, I did I did send him an email because he he he, he uh, uh, say he sort of put out this call for ideas. I said, you need a blue, team blue, red team, oh. blue team, but uh, obviously took no notice of that, but, um, you know, so it went straight in the bin, but, oh, okay. but they know, they know that. And I think the GWPF have been sort of uh, suggesting that that there should be red team, blue team stuff to combat the group thing. Christopher Booker did a really good report for the GWPF before he died um, oh, a few okay. years ago. Um, and that was about groupthink, and I think that was mm-hmm. he suggested in that 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 um, that may have been a solution, you know, just to start breaking up that 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 uh, thing. But I think maybe maybe it takes for granted, or maybe sorry, maybe it doesn't take enough account of the the power of money in in policymaking. Maybe maybe it's sort of naive to expect mm-hmm. a good faith debate to take place. Maybe it's got to have some level of crisis, produce some kind of crisis before mm-hmm. the, there is the sort of pressure to examine the causes of that crisis. Okay.
0: I do think in 2022, the whole idea that the only way to have a scientific debate is to submit a formal paper and try to get it through referees and all that stuff, and then wait six months for the response. I think that is uh, ridiculous nowadays. I, I like it a lot better. if you put the stuff on the internet and people can uh, respond in real
1: time, I think that makes a lot more sense, but I'd say yeah. well, I mean, if, if, yeah. if you do put it on the, if you do put it on the, um, if you do get it published, which I mean, you know, if, if you're not affiliated to an institution, the, the, uh, an academic publisher is just not interested, mm-hmm. right. And then even if you did get it published. They would be, they would just face such an onslaught from, of complaints uh-huh. from the, from, from the campaigners that they would get retracted. Um, although notice I did see that, 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 that nature, I think it was nature or science has just retracted So does that science, science, um, have, have just retracted a 2014 paper, which argued that, um, acidification changed oh. the behavior of fish. Yeah. And this is, this is interesting partly because it's just another another story, um, from the ocean acidification, mm-hmm. um, fields, which is debunked, debu- um, and, and, uh, it's interesting because it, it, it coincides this retraction, um, of the paper coincides with this historic recovery that the great barrier reef in Australia is enjoying at the moment. So that's two, oh, yeah. two major, two major stories that, that, in, that, that get, get, you know, routinely you know, the, 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 uh, the great barrier reef is Australia's polar bear, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Um, Well, it's got lots of charismatic, uh, creatures and stuff, but that's why it's their main, one of their main things. And that turns out to be bunk as well. Mm -hmm. It's starting to be maybe even institutional science can't keep this up, but this, this, uh, if it turns out that there's a lot of coral reef and it turns out that ocean acidification doesn't, doesn't, um, uh, doesn't doesn't affect Mm -hmm. uh, the seas in this way, then, 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 then there's, there's an explanation is required, right? Well, well, how come, how come, uh, some researchers were so angry when we suggested it, suggested that coral reefs might not be endangered when polar bears might not be endangered Mm -hmm. and, um, and fish might not be, why, why we, why were you so cross? Why wouldn't, why wouldn't you just let people, you write your paper, this guy writes his paper. Why, why were you so right. keen on, no. and, and this is, so this is, and this is, I think important because, um, we've got, it's not enough to say, well, it's okay. that The process was corrected by science. No, mm-hmm. you attempted to stop the scientific process, making these discoveries. Mm-hmm. You didn't let this research public researcher publish her work. Um, I'm thinking of cook Susan Crockford, who, who people were, you know, extremely angry about. Um, because she dared to publish uh, articles saying that polar bears were doing fine, so this is what needs to be explained: is is uh, how 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 scientific, inst- how institutional science has become colonized by by very nasty, spiteful politics. Yeah, uh, never mind, is CO two a greenhouse gas? Is why do scientists behave in this way? Why do, why do, why does institutional science not foster collegiate kind of scientific investigation? They don't have to be best mates, right? they Just right. have to, dis- they just yeah. have to be able to be free to disagree. And the the job of the institution is to say, here is, here is the campus on which you, you can freely explore your ideas. Is no, now you must, if you're a part of a member of the campus, you must have the right ideas before Absolutely. you research them. Yeah wow
0: i'm pleased that you brought up susan crockford i don't know if i mentioned to you but i'm interviewing her on this podcast tomorrow oh good so she's yeah great. i'm excited to talk to her about polar bears because
1: uh, i think she brings a lot of sanity to that part of the debate so yeah yeah she does it very very casually yeah. very easily like, yes she does it she's great i mean yeah. I, I hope i hope she hasn't been too badly damaged by the the attacks on her but um at peter ridd there's Oh, yeah. Really nasty people that attacked them that that just, you know, for, 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 for no good end. Like, yeah. She really annoyed them. But, um, I,
0: I think Peter Ridd got a lot of uh, career damage for telling the truth, right? He, uh, from what I know that he was telling the truth, it was inconvenient for Wormus, and I think there was enormous amounts of attack on him because of
1: that. Yeah, 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 and the use use of the le- uh, legal. I mean, I, I think he tried to defend himself legally, which is perfectly fine. But yeah, to to to, yeah. to get people thrown out of their jobs, you know, to the not not at the beginning of their career as well, you know, to to take to take so much away from them, and to accuse them of so much and and to, to damage people. It's it's clearly not about science. It's clearly yes, yeah a much more, a much deeper, nastier, insidious thing Mm -hmm. that's happening. Um, Whether, whether we're right or they're right, it's, 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 uh, it's it's got this other form, it's got this other dimension. It's, it's, it's not about truth and Mm -hmm. how we decide we, you know, how, how we determine what the truth is, how we discover what the truth is uh, and um, make judgments, it's, it's, Mm -hmm. it's a regression to something more into the dark ages or worse It's kind of yep. using me using yep. research and institutions to to mm-hmm. manipulate people's understanding so yep. i completely agree so i think
0: uh we're getting uh towards the end of our time here uh today uh do you have more points you'd like to make otherwise i think we'll wrap up here pretty soon and uh that's good oh, we can okay uh do you you have any advice on where people can reach you or uh, you have a YouTube channel and I can put this in the show notes, your YouTube channel and climate resistance
1: and uh, your Twitter, Twitter handle. I can find that. Yes. I'm currently in Twitter prison. Yes. Mm-hmm. Which is um, unpleasant place to be someone who's so, so habitual habituated to Twitter. Yeah. And, um, so, so I don't know whether I'm coming back. I don't know whether let like me, but I'm, um, I have an appeal, but I'm um, okay. I'm, I'm uh but we'll 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 see, but um, yeah, um look out for that, look out for blog mm-hmm. I think if I'm not on twitter and i'm I've got be setting up a new thing in the autumn okay to sort of bring some of the ideas I've been talking about, the structure of the debate um into you know i I, hopefully sort of exactly to sort of start bringing debate back to the to the, to the political process and to letting uh not letting because people should be allowed um, uh, putting debate back at the, the center mm-hmm. of things because the, the the point is not that we're right and they're wrong the point is about again about how we discover which which arguments are mm-hmm. are, are better than the better than the others so so uh, we need to de- demand a bit more debate rather than this 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 sort of orthodoxy we've been discussing
0: Fantastic! All right, we'll we'll look forward to that. Thank you very much, and uh, we'll talk to you next time. Thanks, Tom. Cheers. Thanks for listening to the Tom Nelson podcast. Don't forget to subscribe.